this morning. Let's open our Bibles to the Old Testament in the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter 37. Amen. It's an old familiar passage of scripture, amen, which I'm sure that most of us, uh, all of us would probably know by heart in one translation or another this time, but the book of Psalms, chapter 37, amen, verses 1 through verses 9. Hallelujah. And hear the word of the Lord. Amen on this morning. Hallelujah. A word from the Lord on this morning to encourage you. Amen. And exhort you in a word of works exhortation on this morning. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Watch this. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, come on, help me out, they shall inherit the earth. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, hallelujah. Uh, unless you've been on another planet or something here uh, over this uh, uh, particular time frame, you know that there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in your particular world, and I'm sure that all of us have been confronted with negativity and things going on, and most importantly, in your places of employment. Amen, people of God. I mean, I just, you know, and, 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 and my heart goes out and, 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 and to all, all of those of you who are working and and have full-time, part-time jobs, and you're doing all of those things, and just some of the negativity and the bombardment of things that are going on, you know, in the workplaces today are really, really detrimental, but, and I'm not bringing anybody down, I'm just giving you just a little synopsis of, of what's going on, amen. So we've read here from Psalm 37, verses one through nine, title of this message is, How to Live Wisely, in this generation. We all need some tips, we all need some, some, some pointers in what we can do to live the way the Lord wants us to live and where we can have his, while well, we do have his wisdom, we can operate in our lives according to the wisdom that he's already given to us. Amen. And even the Bible tells us that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth to all men liberally 
and upbraideth not. Amen. I know that every now and then I would say when I was working, they said, well, we have this situation, we have that situation. What should we do? Well, let me just ask the wisdom of the wisdom of God. Man, we need some practical stuff that we can do. We need some of that theory, some of that stuff that's rattling around up there in your head. So we know you come up, you're the Boy Scout, you'll come up with a situation or solution to whatever it needs to be done. I said, well, that's true, but it all comes from the wisdom of God. So let's ask the Lord for his wisdom. All of us can do that, amen, whether you're working full-time, part-time, uh, no time, whatever it is, just ask the Lord for his wisdom, and he will show you what to do, how to do it, and he will lead and guide you into all truth. Well, from uh, the world stage, we see that if you have the occasion to watch uh, any type of media, uh, today you know that there's a lot going on in the world and even in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces. There are all kind of people doing evil stuff everywhere. But it's up to us as people of God to understand, look, no matter what's going on in the earth, if we would hold true to the principles and the things that the Lord has already given to us in his holy word, like we said, when we make our declaration, I am what it says I am, I can do what it says I, I can do, you know, we're going to receive the, the engrafted word of God. You know, when we do that, then that's going to make a difference for you in your life. A whole lot of uh, evil people, ungodly people doing a whole lot of ungodly and evil things in the earth today. But we cannot simply overlook the presence of evildoers in this world. Should we be intimidated by them? Absolutely not. And even if as much, if we wanted to overlook those people, we can. But it's especially hard for us to ignore uh, ungodly people, okay, that, that, that seem to prosper. They seem like they're growing and they're flourishing and they're, they're, they're prospering in their lives. While you look at sometimes, you look at the godly people and they're just going through. You know, and, and, and it just seems like they're being bombarded with all kinds of hardships and all of those other things. But I was recently asked by someone uh, uh, how we should respond when wicked people rise up against even the people of God, okay, and how we see them prospering even at our expense. And I've heard, you know, just people, and, you know, and all of you are, are diligent workers, you're hard workers, and, 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 and I know that you put in extra time, uncompensated time, just because that is in your DNA. And, you know, you hear, you hear, hear, hear something? You hear something? Okay. All right, and, and because hard work and the nature of, 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 of not hard work, of, you know, to toting that barge, lifting that bale kind of hard work, but just applying yourself and getting in knee deep and fully submerged in whatever project, you know, you are confronted with in whatever task that you've been assigned to do. That is a wonderful thing for all of us. Uh -huh. So, so, so. Well, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, I got all these, you know, these demons, and I got all these ungodly people, and, and the wicked, and all that. What am I supposed to do? But the Psalm writer here in Psalm 37, King David had a lot of experience 
and how to live wisely even in that generation in which he was living. So we can pull that up and make it contemporary and we can find out some things that are happening in our lives on today. For number one, people of God, the one thing that you need to know in life is that God teaches us to trust in him. You know, trust in the Lord. That's the one thing that we need to do. But now it is your assignment, it is my assignment, it is our job to look behind the immediate injustices and the things that are not going right in our lives or where the enemy is coming against us one way, but it says in the Bible when the enemy comes against you, then the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. So I know that injustice is, is, is something that's happening. You, you look and you see that they're finding out that there have been people that have been incarcerated. I was reading a story the other day about a young man that was on death row. He was incarcerated. He was convicted of a crime. He didn't have anything to do with. But because the, the injustice system was stacked, not the justice, but the injustice system was stacked against him, he, he, he was on death row. And somebody just took the initiative and said, wait a minute, something is wrong here. And they went back and reviewed the evidence and the evidence proved and the DNA proved he wasn't the one that committed that crime. Yeah. And he's out and now he's turned and he's now uh, showing other inmates that have been incarcerated and that have been released what they need to do to get themselves back on track when it comes to the things of God. But we as people of God, we have to understand all the promises of God for us. So yes and amen. Yeah. Amen. And we always say that all the promises, or everybody knows that, all the promises of God are yes and amen to the glory of God. But everything the Lord promises to us, people of God, now somebody, and I heard that, and I'm not specifically sure if it was a minister Moki during corporate prayer or was a, a Elder Dave during uh, uh, offering time, but... We said, and it will come to pass. Every promise that the Lord gives to us, it will come to pass in his time. Mm -hmm. But meantime, and I heard that too in one of the translations, and so that word meantime, so what do you do in the meantime? That means we have to continue to live righteously and as people of God, blood bought, blood washed, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized people of God. And we can't worry about the things that are going on that are outside, you know, in this world. Just continue to live for the Lord and live righteously before him and rest in confidence that the Lord will always do what is right for all of his beloved children. Any beloved children of the Lord here? Yeah, I know we dotting Dave's offspring and, and you know, you're Hester and them offspring in here and Weddington's offsprings and, you know, everybody's offspring. You know, we all, but we are all God's beloved children and I'm so thankful of that on this morning. Amen. Verse 1 and verse 2 again, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the greener. If I could say amen to that right now, everybody would be good. Don't worry about what's going on. Don't get confused or be confused by the success of the people that are going on, that, that are around you. David says this in his word, King David, 
Not David, Damon, Hanan, Hunter, but King David. David says, because they might have their day right now, but they're going to get, be mowed down and wither away eventually. The best it's ever going to be for them. So whatever you see them prospering in, you know, whatever it is, you can say, look, that's the best it's ever going to be for them. But they don't know. Yes, and their day ultimately will end quickly. Verse 2, the Message Bible says this. In no time, talking about the evildoers, they'll shrink or shrivel like grass clippings and wilt like cut flowers in the sun. And I, and I had that example a little earlier this week because, you know, I went and pulled out one of the little flowers. I went to pedal and I pulled the pedal off the flower and I said that I wanted to get, you know, that exact, exact same flower when I went over to, you know, to sort of get some flowers. So, so I, I took it and I went out and I, 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 I pulled it up, plucked it up. I took it and I said, let me just put it on the console here and I'll be back out in a few minutes. And when I come back and by the time I went in the house and did some things, came back out and get in the car and look. And that flower was, it was shriveled up. It was shriveled up like those grass clippings. It was wilted like cut flowers in the sun. So every time. You know, you're getting that negativity from, from somebody on your job. Mm -hmm. All right, you're going to be like cut flowers in the sun. Verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. The Bible tells us in, what is Matthew chapter 6? Verse 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Well, you know, well, where am I going to live? Uh, what should I be doing? Everybody's asking today. Well, here's one of the keys for everybody that ever asked that question. Here it is right here. It's right here in this verse. Trust in the Lord, do good, and he'll plant you exactly where you're supposed to be. In every situation in your life, trust in the Lord and do good. So instead of worrying and getting worked up and lathered up about people and circumstances and situations on your job and evildoers and ungodly and all of that, just trust in the Lord, people of God. Yeah, and boldly place your confidence in him. Well, look, I don't know about you, but I'm trusting in the Lord, and you've got to be bold when you say that statement. And the Lord will hear it, and he will always honor your request. Yeah. Didn't the Lord tell us in his word that he would perfect that which concerns us? There you go. Say it again. There you go. Praise the name of the Lord. That ought to be your marching orders right there. That's what the Lord said in his word. I didn't make it up. You know, somebody just... Some nut just didn't put it on the internet. It's in the word of God. He says that in his word, hallelujah, that he would perfect that which concerns us. So as long as we trust in the Lord, people of God, and as long as you continue to serve him, then you're going to dwell safely in the land, and the Lord's going to feed you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to care for you just the way a good shepherd tends to all of his flock. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. That's why every morning when we get up, 
no matter where we go. Lord, I'm entering into your gates with thanksgiving. I'm coming into your courts and pray with praise, not just here on Sunday morning, but everywhere we go and know that your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And everywhere you go, you've got on those flip flops of peace. Amen. And you're just cruising on peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Back to the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. People of God, we have to stay in the Lord's perfect will at all times. Stay in his will. Continue to do what the Lord has called you to do. And then when you do that, as you obey and as you trust him, the Lord will protect and provide for you in all of those things that you have. You know, it's amazing. Sometimes, I, you know, you'll see uh, on occasion on TV, they will have uh, just a little brief uh, a, a clip, perhaps about a senior citizen or someone that's 95, 100 years or whatever, or whatever and, you know, they'll ask them, well, what, uh, what's... What can you attribute to your longevity? Say, so, well, I pray every day. You know, I go to church. You know, I serve the Lord, you know, and all of those kinds of things. And so it really does have something. The Lord will protect us, and he will always provide for us. He is our Jehovah Jireh. He's our Jehovah Gamola. He said he would be our rear guard. He said he'd give us that pillar of cloud by day and that pillar of fire by night. He'd keep us in all of our ways. All we have to do is say, Lord, I thank you. For who you are to me right now, verse 4, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. So we've got to take delight in the Lord. We have to be joyful and thank the Lord in everything that we do. And then what do you think the Lord's going to do? That he will fulfill the desires of your heart. So instead of us fretting, instead of us worrying and all of that, we need to just delight ourselves in the Lord, people of God. Amen? <coughs> Amen. Excuse me. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of what kind of report? Good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Well, people of God, very plain and simply, our joy ought to be rooted in our unchanging relationship with the Lord. Lord, you are the Alpha and Omega. You are the first and the last. You were he who was and is and always shall be. You change not. Your word changes not. And when your word changes, then I'll change. But in the meantime, Lord, I'm standing on your promises. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. People, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, God promises that he will grant us the desires and the secret petitions of our hearts. Every now and then, I love to do a little word study. Desires, that means mishala, which means petitions or request. It is that root word is a Hebrew verb that means to ask. So when you are delighting yourself in the Lord, you're asking the Lord. 
So this is what David simply says. He's telling us that from his life experience, that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will answer our prayers. Hallelujah. I got, you know I got to get my song in now from the old church. Remember that song we used to sing? When you call on Jesus, he will answer prayer. When you call on Jesus. So you just call on him and watch him answer your prayers. Glory be to God. The Lord taught us this truth in his word. In John chapter 15, verse 7, and this is what it says. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. And then John, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, picked it up in that first epistle of John, and he says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. So people of God, it's your assignment to enjoy the Lord. Make him your delight. And when you do that, there's an amazing thing that will happen for you. This is what will happen. When you delight in the Lord, when you have joy in the Lord, then he's going to put his will and his plan in your heart. That's what that scripture means. Lord, I'm just, his will is going to be in your heart. For this is what it says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Well, there was one theologian that was asked about that, and this is what the answer uh, this theologian gave. He said, well, uh, just what am I supposed to do? And the theologian said, well, just love God with all your heart. And if you do that, then you can do whatever you want. I mean, that, does he mean you can go off on a tangent? No, that just means if you're loving God and you want to please God, then you obey him and you'll honor him continually. And when you do that, then you can do what you want because his plan is automatically going to be in your heart and his plan is automatically going to be your desires. Get the tape. No tape today. But anyway, that's what it means. Verse 5 and verse 6. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. So that word commit literally means to roll. In other words, keep rolling your questions, all your concerns, and all of your problems on the Lord every day. And the way in which you should go will be made clear to you. Lord, okay, what do you have me to do today, Lord? All right, this is what I want you to do. Which way would you have me to go today, Lord? What should I say today, Lord? And when you ask those questions and say, Lord, I'm committing this to you. I'm rolling it all over on you. And the Lord in his still, small voice will speak so clearly to you that he will give you the directions that you need. Verse 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. 
Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Now I have that word in bold in my scriptures here. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. I love this psalm because if you take the first words of verses 1 through verses 6, it reads this way, okay? It reads this way. It says, fret not, but trust. Delight, commit, and rest. You look at those first six verses, those are the scriptures that say it right there. You want to look at it again? All you got to do is look at them. You'll see it right there. When you can't think of the script, pull out Psalm 37. Look at those first verses. Fret not. Mm -hmm. Trust, delight, commit, and rest. So instead of being heated up when things aren't going right in the workplace, you just have to calmly rest in the Lord. Rest means to be silent and still, to be quiet and to settle one's nerves and to be at peace. When you're resting in the Lord, that indicates that now you are in a state of, 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 uh, uh, of, of, of peace. It indicates the absence of emotional distress and having the ability to be quiet and to relax. I love it. I, I, I beg Pastor Dora a lot of times at home. I say, you know, when the children, you, you know, just what do you call it, rest break, rest break. I say, please put me on rest break, love. Please put me on time out. Put me on a rest break. Please do something. I want to be in that, in, in, that, in that state of where there's an absence of emotional distress. Amen. We need to wait patiently for the Lord. Be at peace. For in God's time, all those wicked people and all of those ungodly people that you think have it in for you are going to be brought down and wither like the grass. Verse 8, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Here it is again in verse 8. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Fret, when you look that up, it means to burn. It means to become heated. It means to be kindled as a fire is heated up. Is heated up. Excuse me. It means to glow or be set ablaze. So when you're fretting over something, you know how we used to say that? Well, I'm hot under my collar. Boy, I'm steaming. Boy, I'm warm over this situation. You're fretting. Don't do that. Fretting over people and, and that. look at them. Look at that. You weren't, oh, no, don't do that. Envy is a tool of the devil. So when we look at the way people are prospering and the ease of which they're enjoying life, even though they're ungodly people, this is what happens. You can be tempted to become envious and jealous of them and think that you would be better off if you didn't even follow God or even if you'd never kept any of his commands. Why should I want to serve the Lord? Well, all, I'm, all I have in front of me are stumbling blocks and roadblocks. They're not serving the Lord. Amen. And all, of the, all they're doing is walking on stepping stones. Don't do that. Never be envious against the workers of iniquity. First, uh, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Well, first of all, the Lord's instructions to us is to control our emotions and not allow ourselves to be troubled over any negative situation 
or circumstance in life. Isaiah chapter 26 and 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. But evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. That's back in verse 9 of 37. So who inherits the earth, people of God? Who inherits the earth? Open book quiz. Who inherits the earth, people of God? Not the angry person or the one who thinks he has to straighten everybody else out. Every now and then, I kind of like to go there and might look, uh-uh. Uh-uh, whoa, 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 stop it right now. Mm -mm. Listen, let's get this problem straightened out right now. But that kind of person will not inherit the earth. It is those who wait on the Lord who are going to ultimately come out on top. Amen. You just keep trusting in the Lord, committing yourself to him, not fretting in his way. And, at the, and ultimately, you're going to come out on top. Waiting on the Lord doesn't mean passively waiting for the Lord. I love it. Can I take a break here a minute? Um, at the, uh, I, I guess it was Monday. They were telling me, he said, uh, Jackson was a little upset with me because he was writing down the scriptures as we went along, and I was going too fast, and he didn't have enough time to write all his scriptures down. So if you see me and you want these scriptures, I'll give you my scripture page that I give to the media, and you can have it. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. We need to just wait on the Lord, not while well, I'm waiting for the Lord, you know, to do what he's going to do in his time. But we are to wait because faith is our servant. Just like a waiter is waiting on customers, because it is that waiter's job to do the bidding of the, sir, of, of, of the customer. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. Acknowledge him in all thy ways and he shall direct thy paths. Amen. I'm going to close it up right here. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. I was reading, uh, uh, doing some research, and I was reading, uh, and it, 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 there was a book here. Uh, the writer's name was Mark Tabb, T-A-B-B. And he wrote a book, Out of the Whirlwind, W-H-I-R-L-W-I-N-D. And in this book, uh, the writer tells us to trust in the Lord enough to believe that he knows what he's doing. If you don't know anything else, people of God, you just need to know that the Lord knows what he's doing. Trust him. Commit your way to him. Don't fret. Even when his actions don't seem to make sense in your life. You got to trust him. When the windows of heaven seem to be opened extra wide and life just can't get any better for you, you still got to trust him, people of God. Or even if the bottom should fall out and life turns a little hard and a little uncertain for you, the one thing you need to do is trust the Lord. Through good times 
in bad times, I'll be yours forever. Well, that ain't in the Bible. But he said, and Stevie Wonder said that. So in good times, in bad times, happy and sad times, people of God, you got to learn how to trust the Lord. Yes, hallelujah. Glory to God. So, you know, here, here it is. Yeah, amen. Everybody wave, hey, come <laughs> And all of that. So here it is. This is what I've, 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 I've found out, and, and, and I've learned this, that when I try to explain uh, the Lord away or reduce him down to my neat little formulas, what I'm really doing is showing a lack of faith in the Lord. Well, you know, so, well, uh, what's that? Um, well, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Well, because God is sovereign. He could do whatever he wants to do. But didn't he give us dominion here in the earth? He gave us dominion of all things, right? And there's something we learned in the Bible study. We've been talking about that and saying that Jesus is Lord. You know, we, we, we quote that when we're reading in, in, in Romans chapter 10, you, when we are ministering to people and witnessing to them, and we say, you know, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, and we go through all of that and all, and then we'll say, look, Jesus is Lord. Yeah. But that's not the end of the sentence. Jesus, you are Lord over everything that's going on in my place of work. Jesus, you are Lord over everything that's going on in my family and in my home. Jesus, you are Lord over my bank accounts, my investment accounts, my savings, my checking accounts. Jesus, you are Lord over my gas tank, over my automobile. Everything is past the door, and I say everything above ground, everything below grade, everything in the spiritual and everything in the natural. So, Lord, I'm not going to fret over anything at all. Hallelujah. Well, glory be to God. Understand and know, people of God, that God is God, and his wisdom knows no end. He doesn't make things up on the fly. You know, well, what are we supposed to do today? Well, come on, let's just... Let's just do something. We'll make it up on the fly as we go along. We don't have to worry about that with God. He had the plan and his purpose for you from before the foundation of the world. God knows what he's doing. So now it's up to all of us to trust him enough to entrust our life to him even when we would rather not. Hmm. Trust in the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3 and 5, I'm reading it to you from the NASB. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Not to, but on your own understanding. Listen, you're sitting in that seat long enough. After a while, all right, you're sitting on what God gave you to sit on. You sit there enough. What's going to happen? Ultimately, you're going to get numb and it's going to start to be painful. So don't lean on your own understanding in that way. Don't lean to your own. Lean on the Lord, trust in him, and rely on him. Don't worry about what's going on on your job, all those people and all those evildoers, all the wagging tongues and the talking heads and the jealousy and the envy and all of that. Because God, hallelujah, is the, he is the ultimate lawn mowing person. He's got the biggest lawnmower in the world. One day, brrr, they're all going to be cut down like the grass. Praise God. Come on, let's stand to our feet.
Give the Lord some praise and glory. Be encouraged in the Lord, people of God. God is good, worthy of all of our praises. Amen. Hallelujah. Pass the door. Anything you want to add this morning before we close out? Bless the name of the Lord. God is good, worthy of all of our praises. The Lord loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And everything that the Lord promises will come to pass. Amen. Most assuredly. Well, Lord, it seemed like, good Lord, what? This what? Uh, Lord, when, when am I next in line? I thought I was first in line. Now it appears that I'm next in line. No, you're not next in line. God's always right on time. And if he has to jump over everybody else to get to you, you are his special called out person. You are the apple of his eye. Yes, we are. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search RWOLFC in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.